Biogen will stop selling its Alzheimer's drug, Agihelm, amid controversy. The Biden administration makes its initial offers to drug companies on the first 10 drugs to be negotiated through Medicare, as courts weigh lawsuits brought by pharmaceutical companies challenging the negotiation process. And participation in Medicare Accountable Care organizations is up. It's Friday, February 2nd. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Biogen announced that it will relinquish ownership and stop sales in the United States of its Alzheimer's monoclonal antibody treatment, aducanumab, which is sold under the brand name Agihelm. The Cambridge, Massachusetts-based company said in a release on Wednesday that it had terminated its contract with Swiss biotechnology company Neuromune, which holds the rights to the treatment. Biogen has also stopped a phase four confirmatory trial ordered by the Food and Drug Administration to confirm the efficacy of the drug. Instead, the company will focus on its other monoclonal antibody Alzheimer's treatment, lecanemab, which received traditional FDA approval last year. The drug was developed in partnership with Japanese pharmaceutical company Isai and is sold under the brand name Lakembi. When Agihelm was granted accelerated approval by the FDA in 2021, it marked the first time in more than two decades that a new Alzheimer's treatment had been given the green light by the agency. The intravenous infusion treatment works by targeting and reducing beta amyloid plaque deposits in the brain, which are a hallmark of the disease. However, the drug has been a source of controversy since it hit the market, primarily over its efficacy, safety, and cost. Though Agihelm did reduce the amount of plaque, it has not been found to improve cognitive impairment or dementia symptoms, though it was expected to slow the progression of the disease. Alzheimer's researchers are still unsure if beta amyloid plaques are the main cause of symptoms, including memory loss, in patients with the disease. Adjahelm was found to have adverse side effects in clinical trial participants, including reports that roughly 41% of trial participants experienced brain swelling or bleeds. While most of the cases were mild, a small percentage either had to be hospitalized or had a long-lasting impairment. The cost of the drug also was a barrier for many people. The list price for the drug was set at $56,000 per year, and in 2022, Medicare said that it would only cover the treatment for clinical trial participants. Last summer, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services said it would change its coverage rules for Alzheimer's drugs that had received traditional, not accelerated, approval, meaning that Biogen's Lakembi would be eligible, but that Agihelm would remain ineligible. There are currently an estimated 6.7 million Americans 65 years or older who have Alzheimer's disease. By 2050, that number is projected to be more than 12 million people. The Biden administration has sent its initial round of drug price offers to drug makers through the first cycle of the Medicare drug price negotiation program, as courts weigh legal challenges to the process. 
the negotiation program was put in place through 2022's Inflation Reduction Act and authorizes the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to work with companies to bring down the cost of drugs commonly prescribed to Medicare recipients. The agency announced the first 10 drugs up for negotiations last September, which treat a range of chronic conditions, including heart failure, stroke, diabetes, and autoimmune disease. The drugs include Eliquis, Jardiance, Xarelto, Genuvia, Farziga, Entresto, Enbrel, Imbruvica, Stellara, and the insulins Fiasp and Novolog. Combined, they accounted for more than $50 billion in total Part D covered prescription drug costs for the period between June 1, 2022 and May 31st of last year, with around 9 million Medicare Part D enrollees taking these drugs during that time period. In a statement released on Thursday, the Department of Health and Human Services did not specify its initial offers for the drugs. Negotiations will continue over the next several months and are scheduled to conclude on August 1st. The new Medicare prices would go into effect at some point in 2026. Though the drug makers of the 10 drugs being negotiated agreed to participate in the negotiation process, around nine lawsuits filed by some of them, along with the lobbying group Pharma and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, are still being considered by the courts. Some suits have argued that the negotiation process is unconstitutional because it infringes on the First Amendment rights of the drug manufacturers by forcing them to agree to prices that they may not support. They also argue that it violates the Fifth Amendment by not adequately compensating manufacturers for their property. However, STAT reports that Colm Connolly, chief judge of the U.S. District Court of Delaware, expressed skepticism of the drug makers' claims during oral arguments in one case this week, pointing out that they are not required to sell their products to Medicare. Nearly half of all seniors with traditional fee-for-service Medicare are cared for by accountable care organizations this year, a 3% increase compared to 2023. That statistic was released on Monday by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The agency looked at provider participation in the Shared Savings Program, Kidney Care Choices, and ACO Realizing Equity, Accountability, and Community Health, or ACO REACH Program. Nearly 14 million Medicare beneficiaries participate in these programs. The agency said that 50 new ACOs joined the Medicare Shared Savings Program this year, bringing the total number of participants to 480. An additional 245 organizations are participating in either ACO REACH and Kidney Care Choices. Nearly 817,000 healthcare providers are participating in one of these programs this year, up from around 700,000 last year. CMS has set an ambitious goal of having 100% of all fee-for-service Medicare beneficiaries, as well as a majority of Medicaid beneficiaries, in value-based care arrangements by 2030. The National Association of ACOs, which represents value-based care organizations, said overall that it was happy with the growth in the CMS programs. However, the organization said in a statement that more work needs to be done to extend the reach of value-based care to meet CMS's 2030 goal, including correcting a benchmarking issue that they said makes it more difficult for ACOs to create sustainable savings, as well as improving ACO quality reporting requirements. 
Coming up on Monday, I'm joined by Anu Singh, Managing Director and Practice Leader of the Partnerships, Mergers and Acquisitions Practice at Kaufman Hall to talk more about the state of healthcare M&A activity in 2023 and what we could see this year. Be sure to join us. This has been Just Healthcare Daily from Kaufman Hall. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the podcast. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist.